Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and I am joined in studio by none other than Sheikh Riyad Wolves and Sheikh is of course heading up the Algeem Educational Foundation. So Sheikh is going to be speaking for today. Sheikh is going to be speaking about the virtues of knowledge and the importance of acquiring it. However, you can send through your comments, your SMSs or your WhatsApps through to our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number. But for now, I'm going to be greeting my guest in studio. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon? Alhamdulillah. And Sister Yasmina? Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Shukran so much for asking. Sheikh, you mm. raised a very important matter in that we're going to be speaking about, and that is, of course, the virtues of knowledge and the importance of acquiring it. So with all, everything now on board, Bismillah, Sheikh. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Sister Yasmina, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, I greet you all with the universal greetings of love, mercy and peace. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sister Yasmina, I remember as a student at Dar al-Arqam, at the MJC offices in 1994. I was a student at Dar al-Arqam. I still remember Sheikh Shahid Iso interviewed me and accepted me as a student. And our teachers were Sheikh Abu Bakr Gabriels, Sheikh Ahmad Sadiq, Maulana Ihsan Hendricks, Sheikh Ihsan Talib, Sheikh Irfan Abrams, and there were some other teachers, I cannot remember their names right now. But I remember the first verse that I had to memorize when I was a student at Dar al Arqam. What's it now? 2017? Yes. Allahu Akbar. That's 23 years ago. Was a verse in Surah Al Zumar, verse number 9. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says بَعَدْ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَمَّنْ هُوَ قَانِتٌ آنَاءَ اللَّيْلِ سَاجِدًا وَقَائِمًا يَحْذَرُ الْآخِرَةَ وَيَرْجُ رَحْمَةَ رَبِّ قُلْ هَلْ يَسْتَوِ الَّذِينَ يَعْلَمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ إِنَّمَا يَتَذَكَّرُوا أُلُوا الْأَلْبَابِ صدق الله العظيم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he asks the question and when Allah asks a question, He wants us to internalize it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not looking for any understanding or any answers. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything in the heavens and on earth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks the question, Is the one who is standing in the night in prayer, prostrating themselves, fearing the hereafter, and seeking the mercy of their Lord or hoping in the mercy of their Lord then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts forward the question قُلْ say O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa are they equal i.e. in reward those who know and those who do not know إِنَّمَا يَتَذَكَّرُوا أُولُو الْأَلْبَابِ indeed 
those who truly reflect, those who truly take admonishment, are those who look beyond the outward nature of things. Ulul albab, the word lub, means the core. And like an apple, in order to get to the core, you need to peel away at the exterior. So indeed, those that take admonishment, those that are conscious and mindful, are those who reflect deeper than what just appears on the on the surface. So in other words, Allah SWT wants us to ponder. Mm. And in fact, the entire Qur'an, Allah SWT says, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ أَمْ عَلَى قُلُوبٍ أَقْفَالُهَا Don't they ponder over the Qur'an or are they locks on their hearts? And the essence of this verse is when Allah SWT says, are they equal? In reward. The one that knows and the one that doesn't know. Why? Because with knowledge, we will know what is the virtue. As Allah SWT mentions, the one who stands in the night praying, prostrating themselves before their Lord, hoping in the mercy of their Lord. The one who knows the virtue of that, the one who has acquired the knowledge of the greatness of standing in the night. As our beloved Prophet Muhammad says in the hadith, عَلَيْكُمْ بِقِيَامِ اللَّيْلِ فَإِنَّهُ دَعْبُ الصَّالِحِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَمَقْرَبَتٌ بِهِ إِلَى رَبِّكُمْ وَمَكْفَرَةٌ عَنِ السَّيِّئَاتِ وَمَنْهَاتٌ عَنِ الْإِثْمِ وَمَطْرَادَةٌ لِلْدَّائِنَ عَنِ الْجَسَدِ Stand up for the night prayer. For indeed it is the habit of the righteous who came before you. And it is that thing that will bring you closer to your Lord. And it is that thing that will cause your sins to be wiped out. And it is that thing that will prevent you from falling into sin. And it is that thing that will keep your body free from illnesses and diseases. But had we not gone and sought out that hadith, read that hadith, understood that hadith, we wouldn't have stood in the night. We wouldn't have prostrated ourselves. We wouldn't have hoped for the mercy of our Lord. So the acquisition of knowledge is vital in terms of us Knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing the value of this deen, knowing the life and character of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then obeying Allah and His Messenger. And indeed it is something so very important that if we want to find, and I'll never forget the first book, one of the first books that I purchased after I embraced Islam was the book Ihya Ulum al-Din The Revification of the Spiritual Sciences by Abu Hamid al-Ghazali the great Imam Abu Hamid al-Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his mercy on him and all the ulama and grant them a high place in Jannah Ya Rabbil Alameen In the first book of these, basically, Ihyalumuddin has got various books. And the first book is called Kitab al-Ilm, the Book of Knowledge. And in the Book of Knowledge, I found a hadith of our beloved Prophet ﷺ, where our beloved Prophet ﷺ says, مَنْ سَلَكَ طَرِيقًا يَبْتَغِي Another riwayah, يَلْتَمِسُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَهَّلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بِهِ طَرِيقًا that whoever walks the path of knowledge, Allah will make easy for them the path to paradise. Which is ultimately the place where each and every single one of us wants to go.
So if you want to know the easiest way to get there, walk the path of knowledge. The knowledge of Allah, the knowledge of the Prophet ﷺ, the knowledge of how to worship Allah. As our beloved Prophet ﷺ worshipped Him. Acquire that knowledge and by default that knowledge will take you to Jannah. And the hadith continues and this is an authentic hadith. Then our beloved Prophet says, وَإِنَّ الْمَلَائِكَةَ لَا تَدَعُوا أَجَنِحَتَهَا لِطَالِبِ الْعِلْمِ That the angels lower their wings out of humility for the student of deen, for the one who seeks knowledge. رِضٌ بِمَا يَصْنَعُ Being pleased with that which they are doing. وَإِنَّ الْعَالِمِ And the knowledgeable person لَيَسْتَغْفِرَ لَهُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ That everybody in the heavens and on earth will seek forgiveness for the person of knowledge. وَالْحِيطَانُ فِي جَوْفِ الْمَاءِ Even the fish in the water. وَإِنَّ فَضْلَ الْعَالِمِ عَلَى الْعَابِدِ كَفَضْلِ الْقَمَرِ لَيْلَةَ الْبَدْرِ عَلَى سَائِرِ الْكَوَاكِبِ And indeed the virtue of the one who has been endowed with knowledge in comparison to the ordinary worshipper is like the virtue of the full moon over the rest of the stars. وَإِنَّ الْعُلَمَاءَ وَرَثَةُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ And indeed the people of knowledge, they are the inheritors of the prophets. وَإِنَّ الْأَنْبِيَاءَ لَمْ يُوَرِّثُوا دِينَارًا وَلَا دِرْهَمًا And the prophets, they did not leave behind them any silver or gold coins. إِنَّمَا وَرَّثُوا الْعِلَمِ But they left behind them knowledge. فَمَنْ أَخَذَهُ أَخَذَهُ بِحَظٍ وَافِرٍ So whoever takes this knowledge has indeed taken a great blessing. Something which has got great good in it for them. So, we need to know that acquiring knowledge, this is going to put us on that straight path, keep us on that straight path, that is going to take us to Jannah bi'ithni ta'ala. But that's obviously with implementation. It's one thing to acquire the knowledge, it's another thing to to implement that knowledge into our lives. And that's why we're going to be asked on the day of Yom Qiyamah. Just like Allah is going to ask us about our money, Allah is also going to ask us about our knowledge. وَمَا لُكْ مِنْ أَيْنَكْ تَسَبْتَ وَفِيمَا أَنْفَقْتَ وَعِلْمُكَ مَاذَ صَنَعْتَ بِهِ Your money, where did you get it from? And how did you spend it? And your knowledge, what did you do with it? So it doesn't suffice just to acquire the knowledge. We acquire the knowledge in order that we must know Allah. In order that we must know the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obey Allah and His Messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And we have not created the jinn or mankind except for the purpose of worship. Now, يَعْبُدُون coming from the verb عَبَدَ يَعْبُدُ has its asl, has its roots in the word تَذَلُّل which means to humble oneself in front of your Lord. But how do you humble yourself in front of your Lord unless you first know who your Lord is? So when you know how great and almighty and all knowledgeable and all independent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, and you realize how weak and incompetent and incapable and how ignorant and dependent we are, then we humble ourselves in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why the Mufassirun, when they tafsir this ayah, they say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to us that I have not created the jinn or mankind 
illa li ya'rifun except that they should know me. Excellent. Shukran so much for that. The voice there of Sheikh Riyad Wolf, and that is, of course, Sheikh heading up the Algeem Educational Foundation and speaking about the virtues of knowledge and the importance of acquiring it as well as we in the program Madrasa on A. Madrasa on A. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to your program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Walls in studio and Sheikh is heading up the Algeem Educational Foundation. And also not to forget that on technical controls we do have Mr. Nazim Peterson. You can send through your comments and your suggestions through to the subject matter of today and that is of course the virtues of knowledge and the importance of acquiring it. The WhatsApp number, you should know it by now, you probably have within the already it's 072-238-0712. Alternatively, the SMS is 47913. I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh in terms of where we stop just before the ad break, just to give a brief recap to those who have just tuned in. Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa la ba'd. Once again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, Sister Yasmina, before the break, we ended off. With the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And I have not created the jinn or mankind except for the purpose of worship. The ulama, they say, if you go into the tafsir of this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, إِلَّا لِيَعْرِفُونَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not created the jinn or mankind except that they should Know Him. Because when we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we know the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He is the one and only creator, cherisher, nourisher, sustainer, manager, controller, owner, and ruler of everything in the heavens and on earth, that is when we feel humbled in front of our creator. And we feel a sense of, a deep sense of gratitude. And by default, we prostrate ourselves we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best possible way and we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commands and his orders in order that inshallah we might attain happiness in this life and paradise in the hereafter bi'idnillah al-wahad al-ahad so we mustn't look at talab al-ilm the acquisition of knowledge as something that we should be doing as a pastime Something that we should be doing as a hobby. Something that we should be doing on the side. No, we must look at Talib al-ilm as something that is compulsory. Something that is obligatory. Something that each and every single one of us, male and female, have to do. Our beloved Prophet says, Talib al-ilmi faridatuna ala kulli muslim. To seek knowledge, to acquire knowledge, is an obligation on every Muslim, whether it be male or female, doesn't matter. Because it is that knowledge that is going to make clear for us the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set for us boundaries. Allah says in the Holy Quran, تِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ فَلَا تَقْرَبُوهَا These are the boundaries that Allah has set, don't come near to them. تِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ فَلَا تَعْتَدُوهَا These are the boundaries that Allah has set, don't transgress them. Two different verses. But how are we going to stay within those boundaries unless we know 
what those boundaries are. And in one of the most famous compilation of ahadith in the Arba'in al-Nawawi, the 40 ahadith compiled by Al-Imam al-Nawawi, one of, in fact, one of the four ahadith around which the entire deen of Islam revolves is that famous hadith of إِنَّ الْحَلَالَ bayin wa inna الْحَرَامَ bayin وَبَيْنَهُمَا أُمُورٌ مُشْتَبِهَاتٌ لَا يَعْلَمُهُنَّ كَثِيرٌ مِنَ النَّاسِ فَمَنْ اتَّقَ الشُّبَهَاتِ فَقَدْ اسْتَبْرَأَ مِنْ دِينِي وَعِرْدِي وَمَنْ وَقَعَ فِي الشُّبَهَاتِ وَقَعَ فِي الْحَرَامِ كَالْرَاعِي يَرْأَى حَوْلَ الْحِمَةِ يُوشِكُ أَنْ يَرْتَعَ فِي أَلَا وَإِنَّ لِكُلِّ مَلِكٍ حِمَةً أَلَا وَإِنَّ حِمَ اللَّهِ مَحَارِمُ A beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that indeed that which is lawful is clear and that which is unlawful is clear and between the two there are Doubtful areas. Not many people know about these doubtful areas. So whoever stays away from doubtful areas has saved their religion and their honor. And whoever falls into doubtful areas has fallen into that which is prohibited. Like a shepherd that takes his sheep to graze on the border of another man's land. Indeed for every king there are borders and the borders of Allah are his prohibitions. But how are we going to know those prohibitions unless we go and seek out that knowledge? We go and learn. Because Islam is not an open hand, you can't do what you like. But it's also not rigid, narrow-minded and inflexible. Mm. There are boundaries and we can move flexibly within those boundaries. But we have to go and acquire that knowledge. To know the boundaries of Allah so that we can live well within them. If we don't have that knowledge, then we're not going to know what is halal and what is haram, what is haq and what is batil, what is lawful, what is prohibited, what is true, what is false, what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad. We have to acquire that knowledge. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enjoins upon us in the Holy Quran in the first verse that was revealed to our beloved Prophet Muhammad in the cave of Hira on the outskirts of Makkah al-Makarramah when he received his first revelation via Jibreel alayhi salam. What did he say to him? Iqara, read. The Prophet says, Ma ana biqari, I cannot read. Second time, Iqara, read. Ma ana biqari, I cannot read. Third time, Iqara, read. Ma ana biqari, I cannot read. Iqara bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Khalaq al-insana min alaq. Iqara wa rabbuka al-akram alladhi allama bil-qalam allama al-insana ma lam ya'lam. Read. In the name of your Lord who created, created man from a congealed clot of blood. Read and your Lord is most kind. He who taught man the use of the pen, he who taught man that which he knew not. This is the first verse that came down. So Allah SWT enjoins upon us to read, enjoins upon us to seek knowledge. And Allah SWT has put the person who has been endowed with knowledge, he has raised them in degrees. The first verse I'd like to look at with regards to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the witnessing or the acknowledging of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the one and only being worthy of worship. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ali Imran, verse number 18, Shahida Allahu annahu la ilaha illa huwa wal malaikatu wa ulul ilm. That indeed Allah bears witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Him and the angels and those who possess knowledge. 
So the acquisition of knowledge by default will cause us to be of those like the malaika who bear testimony and bear witness to the fact that there are none worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ That with that knowledge, those, if it is, if it is acquired sincerely, and sincerity is something that must accompany everything that we do in this life. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ And they have not been ordered except that they, they live their whole life. This life of Islam, of total submission and surrender to the one Almighty God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they do it مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ That they do it sincerely for His sake and for His sake alone. So when it is done sincerely, and it is implemented into our lives, then what happens? Then by default, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ That those who have been endowed with knowledge, those are the people who are most mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most. In other words, because of their knowledge, the knowledge of Allah, they are more conscious and mindful of Allah. They are more careful with regards to the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third uh, ayah is in Surah Al-Mujadala, verse number 11, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَرْفَعِ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمُنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْعِلْمَ دَرَجَاتِ That Allah has uplifted those from amongst you who believe. But those who have been endowed with knowledge, He's given them degrees above the ordinary believers. Now this is not, this is not to speak about a clergy above lay people. In Islam there is no clergy. There are people that are learned, people that are more learned, people that are very learned, people that are less learned, and people that are ignorant. I think it's written on uh, one of the doors of the Azhar that uh, There's the one that knows. They know that they know. Ask them, you'll benefit from them. Then there's the one that knows, but they don't know that they know. You know, give them a nudge, wake them up. They're asleep. Then there's the one that doesn't know. But they know that they don't know. That is an ignorant person, go and teach them. They, will, they can learn from you. And then the fourth one, then there's the one that doesn't know and they don't know that they don't know that is a shaitan, avoid them now the more that we learn the more we realize how little we know as Imam Shafi said the more I learn the more I realize how ignorant I am it's like getting into a boat and sailing out into the ocean. As long as you can see the shoreline, then the ocean is limited in size. But the further you go out, Sister Yasmin and respected listeners, into the ocean, the bigger the ocean becomes. That's and that is the path of knowledge. That is so true. Definitely the voice of Sheikh Riyad will speaking about the virtues of knowledge as well as the importance of acquiring it and giving us various verses in terms of the Holy Quran. For now we break for us and when we come back we'll continue. Stay tuned. Madrasa on A. As 
Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is indeed your program, Madrasa, on a developing Islam in me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, along with Sheikh Riyad Wolves in studio. And you can send through your comments and your suggestions through to our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number. The topic of discussion this afternoon is, of course, the virtues of knowledge as well as the importance of acquiring it. And yeah, I hand back over to Sheikh to continue where we stopped just before the ad break. Sheikh Tafato. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa once again, yes, just before the break, we were speaking about the verse in Surah Al-Mujadala, verse number 11, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uplifts those who are endowed with knowledge. And I'm going to repeat myself, when we speak about people that are learned, we're not speaking about a specific fraternity or a specific clergy. There's no clergy in Islam. What we have in Islam is people that are learned, people that are more learned, people that are very learned. Yes, there's no harm in them coming together, forming organizations, uh, forming muassasat, forming um, institutions. There is absolutely no harm in that whatsoever. But in Islam, everybody has access to knowledge. Or everybody must go and seek out knowledge. As we've seen in the hadith of beloved Prophet Muhammad has made such an action, something which is compulsory. To acquire knowledge, to seek knowledge, is an obligation on every single Muslim. Because at the end of the day, no matter how Allah elevates us with knowledge, and going back to the, the ayah, that Allah has elevated those from amongst you who believe, and those who have been endowed with knowledge have been given degrees above. Ibn Abbas in the tafsir of this ayah, he says, العلماء فوق المؤمنين درجة ما بين درجتين مسافة. He says that the people who have been endowed with knowledge, in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have been granted 700 degrees amongst, above the ordinary believers. And between two degrees is 500 years distance travel. In those days, that is how distance was, was measured. How long it took for you to get from Al-Maghrib Al-Aqsa, from the furthest west where Morocco is today to China in these, took you about a year to travel. So times that distance by 500, times it again by 700, and in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevates His servants with knowledge. And what is this? This is but an incentive, an incentive for us to make the acquisition of knowledge a priority in our lives. But like I said, that no matter how knowledge one attains, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Yusuf so beautifully, نَرْفَعُ دَرَجَاتٍ مَنْ نَشَاءٍ وَفَوْقَ كُلِّ ذِي عِلْمٍ عَلِيمٍ That indeed we elevate with levels whoever it pleases us to elevate and above every possessor of knowledge is the all-knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So no matter how much an individual acquires in terms of knowledge it is minuscule. Whether it be individually or collectively. If we had to put all our knowledge together, take all the learned people on planet Earth, put all their knowledge together, it will be minuscule in the sight of or in comparison to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows everything in the heavens and on earth. And what does that mean? يَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ وَمَا تَسْقُطُ مِنْ وَرَقَةٍ إِلَّا يَعْلَمُهَا وَلَحَبَّةٍ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْأَرْضِ 
mubin. He knows that which is in the land and in the sea. And not a single leaf falls from a tree except that he knows about it. And there is not a seed in the darkest depths of the earth. Nor is there any living organism or any dead matter for that matter, except that it's in a book recorded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَعْلَمُ مَا يَلِجُ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَمَا يَخْرُجُ مِنْهَا وَمَا يَنْزِلُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَمَا يَعْرُجُ فِيهَا Allahu Akbar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He knows that which goes into the earth that which comes out of the earth that which comes down from the heavens that which goes up into the heavens Bearing in mind there are 16 million liters of water descending from the sama every second on the dunya in different places of course at different times and 16 million liters of water being evaporated every second on this planet Earth, and that's what Allah Taala says: "Was sama ida tiraja, was sama, was sama ida tiraja." The oft-returning sky. Allah knows about every single drop. "Qulat tu'allimun Allah bidinikum." Say to them, O Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, do you want to teach Allah your religion? Wallahu ya'lamu ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard, and Allah knows everything in the heavens and on earth. Wallahu bi kulli shayin alim, and Allah has knowledge of all things. So what do we know? I mean, in a glass of water, uh, Sister Yasmina gave me a bottle of water now, uh, earlier on, sorry, and I've, I filled up the glass. And uh, in this glass of water, it is said, there are more atoms in a glass of water than there are glasses of water in all the oceans of the world. Allah knows about every atom. Allah knows about every nucleon, about every proton, about every neutron, about every electron, about every quark. Three quarks in a hadron. A hadron is a proton and a neutron. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has knowledge of all things. لِأَنَّهُ تَعَالَ كَانَ وَلَا مَكَانَ وَهُوَ عَلَى مَا كَانَ قَبْلَ خَلْقِ الْمَكَانِ لَمْ يَتَغَيْرَ عَمَّا كَانَ عَلِمَ مَا كَانَ وَعَلِمَ مَا يَكُونَ وَعَلِمَ مَا سَيَكُونَ وَعَلِمَ مَا لَا يَكُونَ وَلَوْ كَانَ كَيْفَ كَانَ يَكُونَ Sheikh Abdul Hamid Kishkar, the blind uh, Sheikh from Egypt, he always used to say in his, in his khutab, in his lectures, describing the nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah was without place. And Allah is as He was before place was created. And Allah has not changed from that which He was. He knows that which was, He knows that which is, He knows that which will be, He knows that which will not be, and if it had to be, how it would be. Now where is our knowledge? In comparison to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا And you have not been given of knowledge, individually or collectively, except a little bit. What comes before that? يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ قُلِ الرُّوحُ مِنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّي وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا They ask you about the soul of Muhammad Tell them that the soul is from the matter and the command of your Lord. And you have not been given of knowledge except a little bit. Sister Yasmina, we don't even know what our soul is made of. We don't even know the essence of our own true being. Because we are not our bodies. The body is but a shell. We are our souls. Yet we cannot even describe that soul. Just shows you how little we actually know. More after the break with Sheikh Riyad Wolves uh, speaking about the virtues of knowledge as well, the importance of acquiring it. To be back right after this. Madrasa on A. <laughs> as 
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on a developing Islam in me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Wolves in the studio. The topic of discussion this afternoon is of course the virtues of knowledge and the importance of acquiring it and if you have just tuned in you have missed quite a few we are going to be heading into soon to be that will be at three o'clock we will still be looking at the virtues of knowledge and the importance of acquiring it that will be taking us right up until four o'clock up until Asr time inshallah but for now I hand back over to Sheikh to continue where we stop just before the ad break Sheikh Tafatul Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala ama ba'd once again assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh yes before the break we were speaking about how minuscule our knowledge is individually or collectively and above every possessor of knowledge is the all-knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who and beyond that we've spoken about having knowledge of everything in the heavens and on earth meaning the known universe things that are visible whether they are out there in the cosmos or on the surface or in the depths of the ocean or on the surface or the depths of the earth there are things that if we had to dig, we could find them. But what about even the unseen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعِنْدَهُ مَفَاتِحُ الْغَيْبِ لَا يَعْلَمُهَا إِلَّهُ That actually comes before, وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ And he knows that which is in the land and in the sea. Before he said that, he says, وَعِنْدَهُ مَفَاتِحُ الْغَيْبِ لَا يَعْلَمُهَا إِلَّهُ And the question arises, why the predicate before the subject? Why the khabar before the mubtada? Because normally we don't speak like that. I don't say that. And with Sister Yasmina is the book for production. The subject here is the book of production. The book of production is with Sister Yasmina. But when we bring the khabar, when we bring the predicate and we put it in front of the subject, in this particular instance, it is for what we call Qasr and Hasr, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is restricting the meaning. Because had he said, That the keys of the unseen are with him, it would have opened up the potential for addition and conjunction. That the keys of the unseen are with him and with maybe somebody else. But by bringing it forward and saying, And with him, it means, and with him and him alone are the keys of the unseen. It restricts that meaning. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is truly Al-Alim, the all-knowing of the unseen, of the seen, of everything in the heavens and on earth. That which was, that which is, that which is going to be, that which is not going to be, and if it had to be, how it would be. And this should humble us. No matter how much we learn, we should remain humble because what we know is nothing in comparison to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we must never claim to be a knowledgeable person. Sidna Umar Adilani said, Man za'ima anhu alim jahil. The one that claims to be knowledgeable knows nothing. Because then I mentioned earlier before the break of the saying of Al Imam Shafi, the more a person learns, the more a person learns how little we actually know. And that is why two types of people, La Yashba'ani, Isnani, La Yashba'ani, the Prophet said, two types of people will never get their full. And that is Talibul Alim or Talibul Dunya. The one who seeks knowledge and the one who seeks dunya, the one who chases after 
money and worldly possessions. But the one who seeks after knowledge, they are the ones that are going to have something that is far more valuable than the one that just merely chases after, after dunya, after money. Why? Because knowledge remains at the end of the day. You know, knowledge stays with you. Whereas money you spend. Mm. Yes, of course, if it is sadaqah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, will multiply it. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Yamhaqullahu riba wa yurbis sadaqat. Allah annihilates interest, but He multiplies charity. If you truly want to see blessings in your wealth, if you want your wealth to last longer and be multiplied, then give charity. Al-malu la yanqusu, la yanqusu al-malu bi sadaqah. Oh, kama qala sallallahu alayhi wa That rizik, oh, oh, a person's wealth, a person's rizik, will never decrease when a person gives, when a person gives charity. But ordinary everyday spending, uh, your money goes. You've got bills to pay, you've got groceries uh, to buy, electricity to buy. Mm. So, there's so many expenses nowadays and things are not cheap. Whereas the acquisition of knowledge, knowledge remains with you. And that's why it's so important. And uh, I say this to my f- myself first as a student of Dean and, and to everybody out there. You know, we, like I said, this is, this is not uh, the acquisition of knowledge or, or those that know and those that don't know. It doesn't have to do with the fraternity. Every single Muslim has the potential of knowing, knowing more, knowing a lot more, knowing a little less. At the end of the day, we all are duty bound to seek out that knowledge that is going to bring us to bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be a benefit to mankind uh, so when we acquire knowledge and this is just some advice that I would like to give firstly to myself and, and, and to all the students of deen out there that don't just like we find the culture in school and university today you just learn to pass the exam to get the certificate now you, you must commit to memory what you learn to the best of your ability and that's why we must start young it's easier to memorize when you're young uh, there's a saying that al-hifdu fi sighar kan naqshi ala al-hajar wal ilmu fi al-kibar kan naqshi ala al-kadar that to memorize when you are young is like engraving on stone and memorizing when you are old is like writing in the mud well, like when you go to the beach and you, you want to write your name on the beach when the, when the water retracts and you write your name what happens? because there's water in the sand after a little while it just dissipates and disappears um, that's not to say that you can't memorize in an old age but it's more challenging and uh, one of the poets he says إِذَا لَمْ تَكُنْ حَافِظًا وَاعِيًا فَجَمْعُكَ لِلْعِلْمِ لَا يَنْفَعُ أَتَحْضُرُ بِالْجَهْلِ فِي مَجْلِسٍ وَعِلْمُكَ فِي الْكُتُبِ مُسْتَوْدَعُ He says, if you don't memorize knowledge and retain, then your acquisition of knowledge is in vain. Will you come to a sitting without any knowledge, while your knowledge is stored in books from the college? I added that in the college, just to rhyme, you know. While your knowledge is stored in books from the college? <laughs> so we need, to, we need to commit these things to memory. Um, and then... You know, it, it, the amazing thing is, you know, money, if you want to carry around a lot of money, um, it, it's, 
it can weigh it can it can be heavy um, it can also be dangerous and you know, somebody can steal it from you but your knowledge is it's light and nobody can steal it from you like um, Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri he says um, he says وَكَنْزٌ لَا تَخَافُ عَلَيْهِ لِصَّ خَفِيفُ الْحَمْلِ يُوجَدُ حَيْثُ كُنْتَ he says knowledge is a treasure that you have no fear of being stolen it is light in weight and is with you wherever you go Madrasa on A Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and the time is 14 minutes past the hour of 3 and we are still speaking about the virtues of knowledge as well as the importance of acquiring it and in studio I am still joined by Sheikh Riyad Wolves heading up the Algeem Educational Foundation and for now do know that you can send through your contact, your comments that is through to our WhatsApp as well as our SMS number in terms of the program as well as our topic that we are speaking about of discussion being the virtues of knowledge. And now I hand back over to Sheikh to continue where Sheikh stopped just before we had the news break. Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Once again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and please Jamaatul Muslimin, respected listeners, let us remember our Somalian brothers and sisters in our du'as. You know, there is a pure example of the absence of knowledge. You know, the taking of life like that indiscriminately. I believe even a busload of children were incinerated the moment that explosion went off. And um, may Allah SWT make it easy and put sabr in the hearts of those who have lost loved ones. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept those that He has taken and grant them of the highest places in Janatul Firdaus. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. And for all the Muslims there, we have almost another war breaking out in Iraq between the Kurds and an Iraq Muslim fighting Muslim again. If they only had to know, if they only had the right knowledge, they wouldn't be doing what they are doing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide and protect us all. So before the break we were speaking about how important it is that when we acquire this knowledge that we retain it, that we memorize it, that we keep it with us. And it's not heavy, it doesn't have any weight, and it goes with us wherever we are. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimullah ta'ala, he says so beautifully, قلبي وعاء له لا بطن صندوقي إن كنت في البيت كان العلم فيه معي أو كنت في السوق كان العلم في السوق. He says that my knowledge is with me wherever I go; it benefits me. My heart is a container for that knowledge, not the inside of a box. If I'm in my home, my knowledge is with me in it, and if I'm in the marketplace, my knowledge is in the marketplace. In other words, with me. In the marketplace. So, going back to that uh, beautiful poem, and in actual fact, I'd like to go a few lines back. Abul Ishaq al Ilbiri, he writes this poem as if giving advice to his son. His son's name is Abu Bakr. And it goes, Abu Bakrin, da'utuka law ajabta ila ma fi hadduka law aqalta. Oh, Abu Bakr, I call you to something. 
that if you had any sense, you would realize that it's for your good. إِلَىٰ عِلْمٍ تَكُونُ بِهِ إِمَامًا مُطَاعًا إِنَّ هَيْتَ وَإِنَّ أَمَرْتَ That with it, you will be a true leader if you enjoin the good and forbid the evil. He says, وَيَجْلُوا مَا بِعَيْنِكَ مِنْ غِشَاهَا وَيَهْدِيكَ الطَّرِيقَ إِذَا ضَلَلْتَ It will cause the veil to be lifted from your eyes. You will see things for what they really are. I mean, what is the dunya? Do we really see the dunya for what it is? No, we don't. Otherwise, you wouldn't be running after it. <laughs> According to our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that if this world and everything in it was worth more to Allah than the wing of a mosquito, one wing, not two wings, Sister Yasmina, one wing of a mosquito, if this world and everything in it was worth more to Allah than the wing of a mosquito, He wouldn't have given those who disbelieve in Him one drop of water. So knowledge, Abu Bakr, He's calling His son to knowledge. With this knowledge, وَيَجْلُوا مَا بِعَيْنِكَ مِنْ غِشَاهَا وَيَهْدِيكَ الطَّرِيقَ إِذَا ضَلَلْتَ It will lift the veil from our eyes. We'll see the dunya for what it really is. We'll see things for what they really are. We'll, we will not be heedless and careless and reckless in terms of the way that we live our lives. Because if we do, it might just be that Allah will take us from this world in that state. لا سمح الله may Allah forbid. And then on the day of Yom Al-Qiyamah, then we will see, but it'll be too late. Allah SWT will say, لَقَدَ كُنْتَ فِي غَفْلَةٍ مِّنْ هَذَا فَكَشَفْنَا عَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ فَبَصْرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيدٍ Indeed, you are heedless of this. Not ignorant, because we as Muslims, if we are making salah, and that's something on which there is no debate and no negotiation, it is, الْأَهْدُ الَّذِي بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمْ أَصَّلَةً فَمَنْ تَرَكَ فَقَدْ كَفَرْ the difference between us and them, the difference between the believer and the disbeliever is salah. So whoever leaves salah is, has disbelieved. And that's for the one that says that they don't have to make salah. For the one that is lazy to make salah, that is a great form of transgression in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is very important for us to know that on the day of Yom Al-Qiyamah, if we have been living a life of heedless and carelessness on the dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to lift that veil. You have been heedless of it. We've been reciting. As I say, if we, if we are making salah, what are we reciting 17 times a day? Maliki yawmiddin. The master of the day of judgment. So we know the day of judgment is coming in terms of our belief. And tu'mina billahi wa malaikati wa kutubi rusuli wa bilyawmil akhir. The fifth article of the six articles of faith. In our religion, is to believe in the last day. So, as we are reciting it 17 times a day and believing in it, we can't say we are ignorant about it. But we are, if we are not preparing for it, then we are heedless of it. And on the day of Yom Al-Qiyamah, that veil of heedlessness will be lifted. So on this day, we're going to lift the veil from your eyes. And your eyesight will be ever sharp on that day. So let us avoid that by acquiring the knowledge that is going to cause us to see the dunya for what it is now. Before it is too late, 
then Thank so much for that, Sheikh. The voice there of Sheikh Riyad Walls uh, speaking about the, the virtues of knowledge as well as the importance of acquiring it in your program, Madrasa on A, Developing Islam in Me. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Walls in studio speaking about the virtues of knowledge and the importance of acquiring it. And on technical controls taking over Nazim Peterson we do have Antiabida Dixon Muhammad and I now hand over to Sheikh to continue where we stop just before the ad break. Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes before the break we were speaking about how knowledge will literally lift that veil of heedlessness from our eyes and cause us to see the dunya this world for what it really is that it's a temporal place as our beloved prophet said be in this world as if you're a stranger or a traveler the likeness of me in the likeness of this world is the likeness of a traveler on a journey who has stopped under the shade of a tree and then moved on. But when we acquire that knowledge and we do it sincerely, then we truly understand that and we prepare for that Yawmuddin at which we are reciting 17 times a day. Imagine coming on the day of Yawm Al-Qiyamah, the sinner appears in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he asks Allah, Ya Rabb, Lima lam tursil ilayya in zara? Oh Allah, why didn't you send me a warning? Like the guy that uh, didn't receive the uh, summons to go to the court, and other police are coming to pick him up. So he's complaining. Ya Rabb, lima lam tursil ilayya in zara? Oh my Lord, why didn't you send me a warning? So Allah will ask, Alam taqra maliki yawmiddin? Didn't you read maliki yawmiddin? Master of the day of judgment? Sovereign of the day of judgment? Fa'ana al-malik wa hadha yawmuddin. I am the master. I am the sovereign. I am the owner. And this is the day of reckoning. And the person will say, Ya Rabb, لِمَا لَمْ Why did you not then send me, uh, you know, somebody to tell me about it? And then Allah SWT said, لَقَدَ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا أَنِتُمْ حَرِيسٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَعُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ They have come to you, messenger, from yourselves. It pains him to see you in strife. He is anxious for you. He is anxious for all of us to go to Jannah. With the believers, he is ra'ufun, rahimun, he is compassionate and he is merciful. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the person will say, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, anzirni hatta uhdir shuhud. Oh my Lord, give me respite that I might bring some witnesses. That I might bring so and so or so and so. They witnessed maybe I was making salah on such a day and they saw me. Or I was giving sadaqah on such a day and they saw me. Let me bring some witnesses. What is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to say? This is the day when their tongues and their hands and their very own feet will bear witness against themselves. No room in the courtroom of Allah for witnesses. Our witnesses are built in. Not a single utterance is made by us except that there is an angel watching and recording whatever we are saying, whatever we are doing. Then the person will say, Ya Rabb, 
أنذرني حتى أحضر محامياً Oh my Lord, give me respite that I might bring forward a, a lawyer to defend me. Maybe he had lots of money on the dunya, he can afford an expensive lawyer. What is Allah SWT going to answer? Read your own book, for you are sufficient as a reckoner against yourself on this day. And the guy is now losing hope, so he says, Ya Rab, Ya Rab, Attaqbalu Fidya, Kafala Shakhsiya O Maliya. Oh my Lord, let me pay a fine. Or maybe he says, you know, I've got uh, 10 children I had in the dunya. Let them go to Jahannam for me and let me go to Jannah. What is Allah Taala's answer going to be to that? The day when wealth and children will be of no benefit except for the one that comes to Allah with a clean sound and pure heart. Mm-hmm. And now he's lost hope and he says, Ya Rab, astanif al-hukum. I want, I want to appeal the sentence. The sentence behind it, I want to appeal the sentence. Maybe he's looking for another court or another judge. Is there going to be another court? Is there going to be another judge? No. And Allah SWT will say, لا, uh, لا القول لدي وما أنا بظلام للعبيد يوم نقول لجهنم هل امتلأت وتقول هل من مزيد? Allah SWT will say that my sentence cannot be overturned. And I am not unjust to the servants, to the creation. The day when the fire of Jahannam will fill up, when the day when it will be said to the fire of Jahannam, have you filled up? And the fire of Jahannam will say, are there any more? Allahumma ajirna minanam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from the fire. So, what am I saying, uh, Sister Yasmina, and respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape? Firstly, to myself and to all of you, let us go out there and acquire the knowledge that we need to prepare for that day. So we don't end up like that person who was living their entire life heedless and careless. Let's acquire that knowledge. It will lift the veil from your eyes. The actual jala is, is polish. Like in the hadith, the Prophet says, for everything that becomes dull, there is a polish. And the polish of the hearts, وَإِنَّ جَلَاءَ الْقُلُوبِ قِرَاءَةُ الْقُرْآنِ وَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى وَذِكْرُ الْمَوْتِ and the polish of the hearts is to recite the Qur'an, to remember Allah, and to remember death. Another riwayah, istighfar, to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, if you look at the words of the poet, he says, وَيَجْلُوا مَا بِعَيْنِكَ مِنْ غِشَاهَ It's like having a lens of a camera that is all dusty, and it's got dirt on it. What must you do? You have to clean, you have to polish it. That's what knowledge will do. In, in terms of the way that we are looking at this world, we will see it for what it truly is. And then he says, he says, يَنَالُكَ نَفْعُهُ مَا دُمْتَ حَيَّ وَيَبْقَى لَكَ ذِكْرُ إِنْدَهَبْتَ وَتَحْمِلُ مِنْهُ فِي نَادِيكَ تَاجًا وَيَكْسُوكَ الْجَمَالَ إِذَا عَرِيتَ He says, knowledge will cause you to wear a crown amongst the people. People will honor you because of of the knowledge that Allah has endowed you with. All praise and thanks due solely to Allah. Remember, that's what Alhamdulillah means. I am nothing, I have nothing, I know nothing, I can do nothing, I can stay away from nothing, except that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted me, has made me, has endowed me of knowledge, has given me and empowered me to do or prevented me from doing. So, that the person who has been endowed with knowledge will wear a crown amongst the people. Like Al-Imam al-Nawawi, Al-Imam al-Nawawi is very, very poor. And he only had enough money 
he had an imama, he had a turban that only went once around his head. Can you imagine that, Sister Yasmina, respected listeners? He had an imama, a turban that only went once around his head. And he had a tattered thobe. He didn't have the latest dafa or asil or all the other fancy, you know, uh, shiaka, all the fancy brand names out there. No. He had a tattered thobe and he had a turban that went once around his head. And the people used to make fun of him. But when he went into the masjid and he opened his mouth and he gave over his knowledge in dahashu, they were blown away by that knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had endowed him with. So, Knowledge will cause you to wear a crown amongst the people and it will give you, it will adorn you with beauty even if you are void of it. You know, people, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But, you know, people say, you know, that's a, a you know, handsome man, that he's not so handsome. You know, people like to judge in that way. The best adornment that a person can have is the adornment of knowledge. It will benefit you as long as you're alive. And you will even benefit after you have died. Allahu Akbar, where is this knowledge? I hope everybody's getting excited to go out and get it, inshaAllah ta'ala. That it will benefit you while you're alive. And actually, that's, that's why they say, Al-ilmu afdalu min al-mal. Li'annaka tahrusu al-mal wa'ilmu yahrusuk. Knowledge is better than money. Because you are always guarding your money, protecting your money, looking after your money, while your knowledge is actually looking after you, mm. keeping you on the straight path, keeping you away from haram, making you do the right thing. Bi'ithnillahi ta'ala al-wahad al-dayyan. So it will benefit you while you are alive on the dunya and even when you are dead, your knowledge that you have left behind, you will continue to benefit from it. If mankind passes away, all of his actions are cut off except for three things. The first one, what is it? Sadaqatin jariya, a perpetual charity that they have left behind that people benefit from. And knowledge that they have left behind that people continue to benefit from. And a pious child that makes dua for them. Then he goes on to say, It is the Indian scimitar. Have you seen this, the curved sword? You know, the, they make the movies with the, the Saracens and the Crusaders. Now that curved sword that even the Arabs used originates in India. It's called Al-Adbul Muhannad. Coming from the word Hind, which means India. So knowledge is the best weapon that you can have. And that is why all the Anbiya were given Fatana. One of the essential four essential qualities is Fatana. Great knowledge and wisdom. Because with that wisdom, Nabi uh, Ibrahim defeated Nimrod, Nabi Musa defeated uh, Fir'aun, and Muhammad وسلم, defeated the Quraysh, the disbelieving Quraysh. With that knowledge and wisdom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala endowed them with. So this is the greatest weapon. The sharpest of swords. Any opponent that you are faced with, you will defeat them with your knowledge. This is the best weapon to have. Then he says, And a treasure that you have no fear of being stolen. You can walk anywhere in Cape Town. Nobody can come up to you and say, with a gun, give me your knowledge. <laughs> it's not possible. Nobody can steal your knowledge from you. It is light in weight. It is with you wherever you go. 
The more you give you of your knowledge, the more knowledge Allah will give to you. Mm. But the more you withhold of that knowledge, the more Allah will take it away from you. So remember, like the amanat of wealth, wealth comes from Allah, knowledge also comes from Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us, just like He wants us to spend that wealth. And give to them of Allah's money that which He has given to you. Belongs to Allah, doesn't belong to us. Likewise, Allah wants us to give that knowledge which He has endowed us with. He wants us to impart that knowledge. That's why I say, when it comes to our intention, we must always make our intention that I'm studying the deen to draw closer to Allah, and also to teach and benefit people out there. So that they can differentiate, starting with ourselves, between right and wrong, between good and bad, between truth and falsehood, between lawful and prohibited. Shukran so much the voice there of Sheikh Riyad Wall speaking about the virtues of knowledge and the importance of acquiring it. And also do know that Sheikh Riyad Wals will be on Madrasa on Air for the next three months, inshallah. Madrasa on Air. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Wolves in studio and we are of course uh, speaking about the virtues of knowledge and the importance of acquiring it and also for those of you who sent through your questions, Sheikh is going to be dealing with that tomorrow inshallah. However, we just want to finish off with this chapter and now I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue where we stopped just before the ad break. Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, respected listeners, we, before the break, were speaking about the virtues of knowledge and in particular the fact that the more you give of your knowledge, the more knowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God Almighty, Jalla Fi'ula, gives to you. So we must never be stingy with our knowledge. We must never hold on to that knowledge. We must never try and have a monopoly on knowledge. Because then Allah will take that knowledge away from us. The more you give of it, the more you will get. The more you hold on to it, the more you will lose it. As our beloved Prophet Muhammad says in a hadith, he says, مَنْ سُئِلَ عَنْ عِلْمٍ فَكَتَمَ Whoever is asked about knowledge and they withhold that knowledge, a bridle of fire will be placed in their mouths on the day of Yom Qiyamah, on the day of judgment. So knowledge is indeed a great amana, it is a great trust, but the beauty is the more you teach of that knowledge, the more you're going to get and the more your knowledge will be consolidated and the more firm it will become within you, within your heart and inshallah ta'ala, within your life because you are speaking to yourself first. But remember when we are calling, it must be with knowledge. قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِ أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ أَنَا قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِ أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرَةٍ أَنَا وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَنِي Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say, O Muhammad that this is my path. I call to Allah on this path. With knowledge. I and those who follow me. So, if we want to speak about something, we must speak about with knowledge. Don't speak about those things or don't call to those things. That which you have no knowledge of. In the sama 
وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْؤُولَ Indeed, the hearing and the sight and the hearts will all be questioned on the day of, of Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So we are using these faculties, the hearing, the sight and our hearts, to acquire that knowledge and we're going to have to stand accountable for how we used those faculties of reason and then we need to impart that knowledge to benefit mankind. The poet continues and he says, he says, He says, وَلَوْ قَدْ ذُقْتُ مِنْ حَلْوَاهُ طَعْمًا لَأَثَرْتَ التَّعَلُّمَ وَاجْتَهَدْتَ فَقُوتُ الرُّوحِ أَرْوَاحُ الْمَعَانِ وَلَيْسَ بِأَنْ تُعِمْتَ وَلَا شَرِبْتَ وَلَوْ قَدْ ذُقْتُ مِنْ حَلْوَاهُ طَعْمًا لَأَثَرْتَ التَّعَلُّمَ وَاجْتَهَدْتَ He said, قُوتُ الرُّوحِ قُوتُ means sustenance. So the sustenance of the soul is the soul of the meanings. And just using that as a metaphor, that basically knowledge. Knowledge is food for the soul. وَقُوتُ الرُّوحِ أَرْوَاحُ الْمَعَانِ وَلَيْسَ بِأَنْ تُعِمْتَ وَلَا شَرِبْتَ Not what you have eaten or what you have drunken. That's not the food of the soul. That's the food of the body. That's the sustenance of the body, food and drink. But the food of the soul is knowledge. Then he says, If you just had to get a taste of it. For those of you who haven't tasted knowledge, go out there and taste it. Then you would have preferred the acquisition of knowledge over everything else. You know, we, we sit and we, you know, we at work, we, we go out there to earn our, our lawful sustenance and then we think how are we going to spend that money, we think about going on holiday, we think about all the nice things that we can do at home and uh, renovating the house and doing this and doing that and uh, changing the car, etc, etc, going to buy nice clothes. But where does knowledge fit on this list of priorities? I'm only asking the question. Everybody knows themselves better than anybody else. But my advice is, knowledge must be at the top of the list. This is something that inshallah ta'ala is going to cause us to do good. And those good, do, those, uh, good deeds, because when we know about the incentives of something, we are encouraged to do the good. That's why we have things like targhib and tarheeb. We have incentives and deterrence, both in the Qur'an and in the blessed words of our beloved Prophet Muhammad we have the incentives to encourage us to do good deeds that we might attain the rewards thereof and we have deterrence to keep us away from bad deeds that we might be saved from the punishment thereof. So let us invest. That is, that is an investment which we are going to reap inshallah, God willing, eternally. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat li ghadin Oh those of you who believe, be mindful of Allah and let every soul see what it has sent forward for tomorrow. Not in 24 hours time, but tomorrow meaning the day of judgment. With knowledge we can do it bi'idhnillah ta'ala. So he says at the end, فَلَوْ قَدْ ذُقْتُ مِنْ حَلْوَاهُ طَعْمًا لَأَثَرْتَ التَّعَلُّمَ وَجْتَهَدْتَ فَوَاضِبْهُ وَخُذْ بِالْجِدِّ فِي فَإِنْ أَعْطَاكَهُ اللَّهِ انْتَفَعْتَ So if you, if you must just taste this knowledge, you would prefer the acquisition of knowledge over everything else. فَوَاضِبْهُ so be consistent in your acquisition of knowledge. And be serious about acquiring that knowledge because if Allah gives it to you, then you will most certainly benefit in this life and more importantly in the hereafter. So Jamaat al-Muslimin, this has just been an introduction. 
to the virtues and the importance of the acquisition of knowledge. I spoke a bit earlier about methodology. Try and memorize a few of the things that you learn. Even if it is just something that you can use to anchor your knowledge. And I mentioned the, the, poem, uh, the, the poem earlier. Uh, I mentioned the poem earlier about memorization. إِذَا لَمْ تَكُنْ حَافِذًا وَاعِيًا فَجَمْعُكَ لِلْعِلْمِ لَا يَنْفَعُ أَتَحْدُرُ بِالْجَهْلِ فِي مَجْلِسٍ وَعِلْمُكَ فِي الْكُتُبِ مُسْتَوْدَعُ If you don't memorize knowledge and retain, then your acquisition of knowledge is in vain. Obviously there's an exaggeration in that, um, but we must try. أَتَحْدُرُ بِالْجَهْلِ فِي مَجْلِسٍ Will you come to a sitting without any knowledge while your knowledge is stored in books from the college? And one of the ways that you can help in retaining that knowledge is to write down that which you learn. The poet says, he says, الْعِلْمُ سَيْدٌ وَالْكِتَابَةُ قَيْدُهُ قَيِّدْ سُيُودَكَ بِالْحِبَالِ الْوَاثِقَةِ فَمِنَ الْحَمَاقَةِ أَنْ تَسِيدَ غَزَالَةً ثُمَّ تَتْرُكُهَا بَيْنَ الْخَلَائِقِ طَالِقَةِ said, knowledge is prey. P-R- E-Y, not P-R-A-Y. Knowledge is pray. وَالْكِتَابَةُ قَيْدُهُ And writing it down is its securing. So in other words, if you catch a gazelle or a kudu or a buck, you know, unless you want it to run away, you need to secure it. You need to tie it down. So he says, knowledge is that pray, and writing it down is securing it. Secure your qayyid suyudaka, secure your prey, with strong rope. Writing, in other words. And then at the end he says, فَمِنَ الْحَمَاقَةِ أَنْ تَسِيدَ غَزَالَةً Because it's of madness, of insanity, to catch a gazelle, and then to leave it roaming around in the wild. It's going to run away. ثُمَّ تَتْرُكُ بَيْنَ الْخَلَاقِ طَالِقَةً So, methodology in terms of learning, let us try and memorize, even a little bit. Memorize a verse from the Quran. Memorize a hadith of our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam. When you are learning the aqidah, learning the fiqh, learning the seerah, memorize some of the things, write them down, carry with them, carry them in a little notebook in your pocket. Inshallah, when you've got nothing to do, use your time. نِعْمَتَانْ مَغْبُونٌ فِيهِمَا كَثِيرٌ مِنَ النَّاسِ وَالْفَرَاغِ The Prophet says, two favors that most people take for granted. What are those two favors that most people take for granted? Health and free time. Make use of your free time. Make use of five things before five things. What are those five things? Make use of your youth before you get old. When we are young, we've got the strength to memorize. The memory gets a bit weaker as we get older. Then he says, uh, make use of your sihataka qabla maradik. Make use of your health before you get sick. Ghinaka qabla faqrik. Make use of your money before you are poor, before you lose your money. Wafaraka qabla shughlik. And make use of your free time before you get busy. So if you have free time, acquire some knowledge. Don't say we can't have entertainment as long as it falls within the bounds of the Quran and the Sunnah, as long as it is halal, as long as it is lawful. No, no, no problem having time for entertainment. But make Time for the acquisition of knowledge, Jamaat al-Muslimin. That is the advice that I give to myself first and to all of you out there, inshaAllah ta'ala, that we can be granted those darajat, those levels, those high levels that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us uh, in the Holy Qur'an. And that we can truly be warathutul anbiya. We can be the inheritors of the prophets. That knowledge that inshallah ta'ala is going to cause us to emulate the prophets, especially the last and final prophet and messenger of Allah ta'ala, 
Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may the choices, peace, salutations and blessings be upon him and upon all the prophets that came before him. That if we can acquire that knowledge, then we'll be able to emulate the Prophet ﷺ in the way that he worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَقَدَ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا لِمَنْ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah is an excellent example. For who? For the one that has hope in Allah. Meaning, hope in a forgiveness from Allah. And that in the Day of Judgment will be entered into paradise. And they remember Allah much. But how are we going to know about his life? How are we going to be, to be able to emulate him in terms of how he worshipped Allah if we're not going to learn about it? If we're not going to go out there and acquire, acquire the knowledge about Rasulullah sallallahu and about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator, cherisher, nourisher, sustainer, manager, controller, owner and ruler of everything in the heavens and on earth. So we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to make us of those who understand the value and the virtue of knowledge and make us of those that go out sincerely to acquire that knowledge, to better ourselves, to draw closer to Allah and to benefit mankind. بإذن الله تعالى الواحد الديان وآخر الدعوان عن الحمد لله رب العالمين Till we meet again, I leave you in the protection of Allah في أمان الله والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته